Listening to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. It's a new week here on I Love Old Time Radio. Welcome, Old Time Radio fans. I'm your host, Virtual Vinny. You can interact with us via social media on our Facebook page at I Love Old Time Radio or on Twitter at I Love OT Radio. You can send feedback via our contact form on our website at I Love Old Time Radio.com or you can leave a voice message using the Anchor.fm app. If you enjoyed this program, please take the time to rate and review us at review.iloveoldtimeradio.com. This episode is brought to you in part by the I Love Old Time Radio Patreon page. As a Patreon member, you'll help me continue to bring all these great Golden Age shows, upgrade our equipment, keep the website going, and more. Plans start at just $2 a month, but if you pledge $6 or more, you get access to the Vintage Radio Podcast, a look at series that were an hour or more that include Lux Radio Theater, CBS Radio Mystery Theater, and the Mercury Theater on the air, just to name a few. This week on the Vintage Radio Club, the CBS Radio Mystery Theater presents a story of a husband who cannot appreciate his wife's phobia of dogs. Once he gets one home, his wife sets it against him. It's called Lost Dog. And to listen, join our Patreon page at vintage.iloveoldtimeradio.com. I Love Old Time Radio produces a new show every Monday through Friday each day with a different theme. Monday's Crime Does Not Pay on The Shadow. We are missing three episodes since last week, and this episode originally aired December 21st, 1941, the last of 1941, and it's called Death Imported. Thrilling Adventures of the Shadow are on the air, brought to you each week at this time by your neighborhood blue coal dealer. These dramatizations are designed to demonstrate forcibly to old and young alike that crime does not pay. This country's war supplies cannot wait. Everything else must be sidetracked. For this reason, it's wise to lay in a full supply of coal right now. Call your neighborhood blue coal dealer and tell him you want your bin filled clear to the top. Better be safe than sorry. Today, coal transportation facilities are adequate to take care of all requirements. But who knows what sudden change tomorrow might bring. Your reliable blue coal dealer is ready to serve you quickly, serve you with all you want of this tested superior home fuel. So please order without delay. Be prepared. The Shadow, mysterious character who aids the forces of law and order, is in reality Lamont Cranston, wealthy young man about town. Several years ago in the Orient, Cranston learned a strange and mysterious secret. The secret of hypnotic power to cloud men's minds so that they cannot see him. 
Cranston's friend and companion, the lovely Margot Lane, is the only person who knows to whom the voice of the invisible shadow belongs. Today's drama, Death Imported. The time, 11.30 at night. The place, the warden's office of the State Hospital for the Criminally Insane. Come in. Warden 7809 wants to talk to you. I'll bring him in. Yes, sir. Go in, Piran. Thank you. Well, what is it, Piran? I want to talk to you alone, Warden. All right. Leave us alone, guard. Yes, sir. Now, what do you want, Piran? I want to get out of here. Guards told me you were having one of your spells. Now, you know that's impossible. Maybe it is, and maybe it isn't. Where did you get that knife? Never mind where I got it. I got it, and I know how to use it. Now, listen to me, Piran. Don't reach for that alarm if you want to live. What are you going to do? I'm going to get out of this place, and you're going to help me. I'm going to give you no help, Piran. Yes, you are, Warden, or you die. There's a supply truck coming into the grounds in exactly seven minutes. I'm leaving on that truck, and you're helping me. You'll have to kill me before I give you any help. You'll feel the cold blade of my knife on your throat, Warden. It would be so easy just You'll never to... get away with this, Piran. Oh, yes, Warden. When a man has something to do, he does it. And I have several bits of unfinished business. <laughs> Come on. Let's go. Now, look, Cranston, Miss Lane, it's getting late. Why don't you two go on home? I've got my reports to check. I tell you, Judge Emery is perfectly safe. Perhaps he is perfectly safe, Commissioner. But with George Perrin still loose and the police unable to find him... I tell you, you're making a mountain out of a... a... Molehill. Thanks, out of a molehill. Well, Perrin escaped three weeks ago and there's been no trace of him. Just call Judge Emery, Commissioner, and if he's all right, we won't bother you anymore. Cranston, Judge Emery asked us to keep his whereabouts secret. Then he is worried. Well, of course he is with that, that nut running around loose saying that he's going to murder him. Hardly a molehill, Commissioner. Now, listen, Cranston, this is not a problem for amateur sleuths. Okay, Margo, let's go. You better double lock your door tonight, Commissioner. Yeah, thanks, I will. It's... I don't get it. So long. Goodbye, uh, Commissioner. Wait a minute. Come back here. Yes, Commissioner? What did you mean by that double lock your door crack? Well, after all, you were the man who finally caught Perrin, and he said he was going to get all the people responsible for his being sent to prison. And if I remember correctly, you were to be victim number two on his murder parade. He did? I mean, I am? Yeah, uh, well, <clears throat> maybe I had better phone Judge Emery just to, uh, just to... Uh... See if he's all right. Yeah. Uh, hello? Hello? Number, please. Uh, get me... <clears throat> it's that cold of mine. I mean, uh, get me Valley 7904. Valley 7904? Yeah, that's right. One moment, please. Of course, this is all very silly, calling him up like this. Piranha's just a bluffer. He can't get away with a thing like this. Here's your party. Uh, yes, thanks. Uh, Hello? Judge Emery's residence. Yes. Uh, this is uh, Commissioner Weston calling. I want to speak to the judge, please. 
I'm sorry, but Judge Emery is indisposed. He can't come to the phone. Oh. Well, tell him that I called. It's nothing important. I'll do that, sir. Everything's all right out there. Oh, yes. Perfect. Uh Uh-huh. Who's this speaking? The butler? No, Commissioner Weston. This is George Perrin. <laughs> Can't he get more speed out of this car? We're doing 65 now, Cranston. How far does Judge Emery live from here? About 10 more miles. He's at his country home. And we've got to make that 10 miles in a hurry, Commissioner, or Judge Emery hasn't got a chance. Okay, Cardona, give us all she's got. Right, Commissioner. Oh, Father! Father, I'm home! Where are you? Father! Father! That's funny. The lights are all on. He said he'd wait up for me. Oh, Dad! Are you upstairs? Perhaps he's gone to bed. Dad, I was just... Strange, he's not in his room. Dad! Dad! Oh, don't frighten me. Tell me where you are. I guess I'd better look on the third floor, but there's no reason for him to be on the... What's that? Dad, are you playing games with me? (laughs) Oh, you're in that room, aren't you? Now, Dad, wasn't it rather... Oh, no. Come. I take you to your father. Take me to... What have you done with him? You'll see. Stay away from me. Don't come any closer. Master say bring judge's daughter too, he said. Stay away from me. Stay away. I gotcha. Is Judge Emery's estate much farther, Commissioner? About another mile or so. Turn left, Cardona, when you come to the old mill. Right, Commissioner. Well, Lamont, what do you think Perrin is likely to do to Judge Emery? Better not think about that, Marco. What I'm worried about is the judge's daughter, Jane. She's living there at the Emery estate, too. Yes, Perrin is not the kind of man to spare even... Look! Huh? What's that? What is it, Marco? Well, I thought I saw something running through the trees there. Stop the car, Cardona. Yes. Now, where did you see it? Back there. Just a flash of white for a minute. Well, I don't see anything. Well, I'm sure I saw something. It may have been some animal, Marco. It's pretty wild around here. (laughs) There, do you hear that? That was no animal. That was a woman's scream. Come on, Cardona, let's go. I'm coming too, Commissioner. Well, I'm not staying here in the car alone. Okay, come along. Stay close behind us. Remember, this isn't going to be a picnic, Margot. Peran is a very dangerous killer. Uh, I'm certain this is where I saw something, Lamont. Uh, well, there's nothing here now. Oh, by the way, Commissioner... How big a man would you say Peran was? Oh, I don't know. Five foot six or seven. Not very big. Then he could hardly have made this footprint here in the soft earth. What footprint? Holy What a foot. Why, it must be a size 17 or 18. This footprint was made by a giant. Now, wait a minute. Here's something else. It's a woman's locket. Looks like some kind of inscription on it. Can you read it, Cranston? Yeah, hold your flashlight up here. Yeah. There. It says... To Jane from Dad on her 18th birthday. Commissioner, you said Judge Emery had a daughter named Jane. Uh Uh-huh. 
Well, do you suppose it was she who screamed? Uh, what do you make of it, Cranston? I don't know, Commissioner. But I don't think we're going to find anything out here in the darkness. Let's get to Judge Emery's home and see exactly what's happened. Commissioner! Commissioner, Judge Emery's house is just around the next bend of the road. Every light in the house is on. All right, let's go. Something tells me, Commissioner, that we may have gotten here just a little too late. Yeah, this is Judge Emery's home, all right. Didn't you say that all the lights were on, Cardona? They were, Mr. Cranston, just a few minutes ago. That's strange. Well, let's go on in. Now, Cardona, you go around to the back of the house, and we'll go in the front. Right, Commissioner. Now, don't take any chances, Cranston. Just watch this. It's the body of a huge watchdog. Judge Emery's dog. His head has been bashed in. Oh, Lamont. Mm, It's a nasty wound. Poor fellow. He probably died trying to protect his master. Come on, Mogo. Up the stairs. We better knock. The door's open, Commissioner. Yeah, so it is. Now, wait a minute. This may be a trap. Flash your light in there. I don't see anything. Here's the light switch. Nothing's wrong here. Everything seems to be in place. Yeah. Let's take a look around. I'll take the upstairs. Uh, you search here. I'm going to call headquarters and get a few more men down here. If we're going to make a thorough search of the grounds, we'll need more than just we four. Okay. Come on, Marco. We'll see what's upstairs. All right, Lamont. I'm afraid I'm not going to like anything we find. No, Miss Lane, I don't think you are going to like what we find. But I don't think you'll find it upstairs. I think whatever it is, it's right down here. Now, here's the phone. Hello? 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 Number, please. What's the matter, operator? Did I disturb your nap? Sorry, sir. What number do you want? Get me police headquarters. Police? Yes, sir. How did they ever let that guy Piran escape in the first place? Is that you, Cardona? I'm in this room here, telephoning. Come in, I want to talk to you. I'm sorry they don't answer. They don't answer? They've got to answer. It's police headquarters. I'll try them again, sir. That will be awfully kind of you. Oh, Cardona, did you find anything around? Say, who are you? I come to get you. Now, wait a minute. You better come. If you make noise, maybe I kill you right away. If you kill me, you won't get very far before the police get you. No, I get you! No, you don't. You want to fight with Brolo? You think you are strong like Brolo? Maybe I kill you now before I take you to Master. No, no. He's got better way for you to die. In a moment, our play will continue. Here's news. Over 180,000 mystic shadow rings have been requested by our listeners, some of which are still being sent out. If you send for it right away, you can still get this unique ring which has made such a sensational hit. Of course, it's no wonder the mystic ring has made such a hit because it's so extraordinary, so exotic, such a rare kind of ring. The mystic shadow ring, you know, is no ordinary gold or silver ring. It's a white ring, and there's a peculiar and exotic magic in its whiteness. When you slip this ring on your finger, hold it near a light, and then go into a dark room. 
you discover to your amazement that your finger is encircled with a weird and ghostly ring of light. Yes, the mystic shadow ring is a light eater. It's hungry for light. It holds the light and glows in the dark like the unsleeping eyes of a jungle cat. Who knows what weird creatures of the night may be summoned by this ghostly torch? Send in today for your mystic shadow ring. Simply send ten cents, one dime with your name and address to The Shadow, Madison Square Station, Post Office Box 5, New York City. Here's the address again. The Shadow, Madison Square Station, Post Office Box 5, New York City, New York. This offer is limited to the United States only. Send for your mystic shadow ring right away. Now, back to our story. Cardona. Cardona. You want some more water, Lamont? Yes. Here, Cardona, drink this. What happened to you? Uh, I don't know. I was around in the back of the house according to orders. And I thought I saw someone lurking in the bushes. That was the last thing I remember. You're lucky you can remember anything, Lieutenant. Yes, I get... Where's Commissioner Weston? We don't know, Cardona. When we came downstairs, the phone was off the hook. And Commissioner Weston was gone. Gone? I'm going up. No. Stay right where you are, Cardona. You're still groggy from that blow on the head. I'm going after Commissioner Weston. Margot, you stay here with Cardona. But Lamont... Margot... There's only one place near here where Peran may be hiding. That's the old mill about a mile from here. I'm going there and take a look around. Dad, I'm trying to get these ropes off my hands and my feet. Then I'll be able to help you. It's useless to try, Jane. How would we get out of this old mill into the stream without Piran or that halfway giant of his seeing us? Well, I'm going to try anyway. Someone's coming, Dad. <laughs> well, well, I see that you both regain consciousness. That's good. Piran, you've got to let us go. I don't have to do anything I don't want to do now, Judge Emery. For three long years, they made me do things I didn't want to, but now I give the orders. Mr. Piran, why don't you be reasonable? When my father sent you to prison, it was his duty. Yes, and I made a promise then to make him pay. I don't break my promises. That's my duty, Miss Emery. What are you talking about? Don't be impatient. You'll soon see. First, I open this trap door. <laughs> my beauties are asleep down below there. Oh. An amazing thing about crocodiles, Judge Emery, they sleep most of the time. Except when they eat. Have you ever seen them eat, Miss Emery? Oh. Well, you're soon going to have the chance. <laughs> what are you going to do? Need you ask? I'm going to feed my little pets, Miss Emery. They haven't eaten now for several days. Their former owner was the last one to feed them. You mean Grogan, the man who lives here in this old mill? Lived here, Judge Emery. I fed his body to his own crocodile several days ago. You... you madman! <laughs> no need for melodrama, Miss Emery. You see, he had just what I needed, so I took it. Just what I needed to even accounts with you, Judge Emery. Oh, no! You can't do this to my father, Perrin. Oh, yes, Miss Emery. No. It's going to be a most interesting spectacle, I assure you. Spectacle? Yes. But first, I must wake up my sleeping beauties. This rock ought to do it. Wake up, my pretties! 
Oh, no, Perenna. Listen to them. They're hungry. Oh, it's going to be over much too fast, Miss Emery. I don't care what you do with me, Perenna, but don't harm her. Our time will come later. Oh, Dad. Dad. Come, Judge. You're going down into that pit. No, no. Please, Perenna. If you have an ounce of human decency left, and you can't do this. Can I? Down he goes. No. Dad. <laughs> <laughs> See, master, I do what you say. I bring him here. Good work, Prolo. Put Commissioner Weston down. Yes, master. You didn't kill him, did you, Prolo? No, master. He tried to fight, but he is not strong like Prolo. Good, good. <laughs> yeah, still unconscious, Commissioner Weston? Don't worry. You will know who to thank for your murder. Somebody knocking. You want Brolo No, to... wait. Carry Weston into that room there and lock him up. I'll handle our visitor myself. But, master... Do as I say. Yes, master. I take him. I do what you say. I'm coming. I'm coming. Yes? I beg your pardon, Mr. Grogan. Grogan? How did you know my name was Brogan? I saw it on the letterbox outside. I I was under the impression that this mill was deserted. Well, now you know that it isn't. What do you want? I was talking to Judge Emery about... Judge Emery? The... Well, yes. Do you know him? He has that uh, big house about a mile or so from here. He was saying... When did they... you see him? See him? Why, Judge Emery's an old friend of mine. Uh, may I come in? Huh? Oh, yes. Yes, come in. Thank you. You were saying something about talking to Judge Emery? Yes. Uh, he told me that this old mill was deserted and I was thinking of renting it and fixing it up for a summer home. I see. When did you last see and speak with Judge Emery? I, I don't believe I caught your name. Cranston. Lamont Cranston. Cranston, eh? Name sounds very familiar to me. Does it? But as I was saying, Judge Emery must have been mistaken about the availability of this place of yours. Yes. Well, I think I'll run right over and tell him so. Uh, wouldn't you think it strange, Mr. Cranston, if someone came to your door at two o'clock in the morning and asked you whether you wanted to rent your home? Good heavens, is it that late? Yes. Well, I, I guess I'd better be running along, and I'm so sorry to have disturbed you. Don't mention it, Mr. Cranston. Perhaps we shall meet again. Perhaps. Good night, Mr. Grogan. Perhaps we shall meet again. Sooner than you think. Rollo. Yes, master. There was a man just here. He can't have gotten very far. Go out and get him. Yes, master. I go. Yes. We shall meet again, Mr. Cranston. And my little pets will have another meal. Very soon. <laughs> Oh, dear. <laughs> Jane Emery. What? Who called my name? The shadow, Miss Emery. There's so little light in here, I can't see you. The light wouldn't help you to see the shadow, Miss Emery. No one has ever seen me. What do you want of me? I want to help you escape from here. Oh, no, shadow. Let him kill me, too. 
There's nothing left for me now. Now that my father's dead. I just want to die now. Garan killed him? Yes, he, he threw him to those beasts to be eaten alive. He made me watch. Beasts? Crocodiles. They're in a pit under this room. Oh, yes. There seems to be a trap door here. Oh, please. Please close it again. Close it. Close it. How did Peran obtain these crocodiles? The man who lived here in this old mill raised all types of tropical animals to sell to zoos. I see. And Peran used them to accomplish his revenge on your father. Yes, he did. Well, the shadow will see that he pays for his crimes. Oh, please. Please don't do that to me. Quiet, Miss Lane. Jane Emery, I'll be back for you in a few minutes. Right now, there is someone who needs my help more urgently than you do. What have you done with them? I know they're here. Suppose I were to say that they were here, Miss. What would you do? I'd go to the police. Yes, I see. But I'm afraid you won't be able to go to the police, Miss. Because you won't leave this place. A giant. Brollo, didn't you find him? No. I no find him. He get away. You fool. Now he'll have the police swarming over this place like ants. Come, miss. I have a little surprise for you. Take your hands off me. Oh, <laughs> so you won't come, hmm? Brollo, carry her into the other room. Yes, master. No, stay away from me. No, stay away! <laughs> what? Fainted, miss? I'd expected to take a little more time with my revenge, but now they'll all have to die together. Jane Emery, Weston, and this girl. <laughs> no, Peran. I will stop you. Who said that? The shadow, George Peran. Order your giant to put Miss Lane down. I can't see you, but if you're so powerful, Shadow, you order him. <laughs> Rolo, put her down. Huh. What? Where... Where voice coming from? Brollo, do as I say. You must obey me. I am your master, Brollo. I order you to take her into the room with the trap door. We'll feed our beauties well tonight. Uh, yes, master. I do what you say. Brollo, listen to me. He is not your master. The things he has made you do are evil. He has made you do them. Don't listen to him. I am your master, Brollo. You must obey me. Here, go down here. Stop, Rolo. Stop. I must obey you, master. I must obey. <laughs> yes. Yes. See who's strong in our shadow. Rolo, you must not do this. I will protect you from him. He has twisted your mind. He makes you kill. <laughs> You've lost, Shadow. Into the pit with her, Rolo. Rolo, no. Put her down. Safely. Yeah. Yes. I put her down safe. No. Like voice say. No, Brollo, I am your master. I order you to... No. You make me kill. No, Brollo. You make me do bad things. No, Brollo. No, you go into pit. No, Brollo, listen to me. Don't come any closer. Don't, I command you. Stop, Brollo. No, no, voice. He is I... bad. Now he is no. going to die. No! Right in the commissioner's office, Miss Lane and Mr. Cranston. The commissioner will be in in a minute. Well, thanks, Cardona. Oh, thanks. Now, what?
do you suppose Weston wants to see us about? I haven't the faintest idea, Margot. The Baran case is all settled. Oh, uh, incidentally, I talked to the DA the other day about Brolo, and he's going to take my recommendation and place him in an institution. Oh, good. He's just a poor, well, big, hello, misguided... Miss Lane. Cranston, sit down, sit oh, down. thanks. Thanks, Commissioner. <laughs> uh, I, uh, I... Well, why did you send for us, Commissioner? Yes, I, um... <clears throat> well, it's, um... Well, I have my report to make out on the Paran case, and, uh... Well, I need your help. What? You need my help? Why, Commissioner, this is remarkable. Remarkable? This is history-making. Yes. Well, uh, you see, it's this way. I, uh, <clears throat> when I got the crack over the head, I, I don't remember anything that happened till the next morning. Could have happened to anybody. <laughs> anybody. <laughs> and so, at last, Commissioner Weston comes to Lamont Cranston for help. Yes, and I hate myself for doing it. <laughs> Immediately following John Barclay's message, we'll bring you a dramatic view of your part in the war effort. First, here's Blue Coal's distinguished home heating expert, Mr. Barclay. Thank you. Friends, a gift you'll find most welcome this year is the practical kind. And I have a suggestion for you. This is for dad or for mother. I suggest that you get one of the new automatic blue coal heat regulators for your home. It's certainly a practical present, but it's even more than that. It's a present that will mean the whole family will enjoy more comfort and ease. Especially if you have children in the family, you need controlled temperature throughout the house. And that's just what the automatic blue coal heat regulator gives you. It automatically opens and closes the dampers on your furnace so that when more heat is needed, you get more heat. No overheating, no underheating. Get in touch with your neighborhood blue coal dealer and ask him about the automatic heat regulator. It'll pay you to find out about it. You may have a free demonstration in your own home. Thank you. The Shadow Story is copyrighted by Street and Smith. The characters' names, places, and plot are fictitious. Any similarity to persons living or dead is purely coincidental. In Hawaii and the Philippines, American soldiers are fighting and dying for you. How much are you doing for them? Give them a hand. Back them up. Do your bit. Buy United States Defense Savings bonds and stamps. And you can consider every dollar a bullet sent flying straight at the enemy. Go to your nearest bank or post office. Buy a bond. I want a United States Defense Savings bond, please. Here's the money. Buy a bond so that on the firing line, your soldiers can say this. Is the ammunition running low? No, sir. New supplies just arrived. Atta boy. Now we'll make them sorry they ever started this war. Do your part. Every week, buy United States Defense Savings bonds or stamps. On sale at every bank or post office. Let's teach aggressor nations the truth of the warning. The weed of crime bears bitter fruit. Crime does not pay. The shadow knows. <laughs> Next week, same time, same station, your friendly blue coal dealer brings you another strange and thrilling adventure in the shadow's daring battle against the forces of evil. Be sure to listen. And be sure to phone your neighborhood blue coal dealer for greater heating comfort at less cost. Remember, keep the home fires burning with blue coal. 
This story produced by the DL&W Coal Company, distributors of Blue Coal. You're listening to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. Welcome back. Death by Crocodile is not a way I like to go. Well, that is, of course, if I had a choice. What a horrific way to seek out your revenge. And that's going to conclude our show here on I Love Old Time Radio. This program can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon Music, and our host, Anchor.fm. For a full list, visit our website at iloveoldtimeradio.com and find the best location that suits you. You can also listen to us on your Alexa device through TuneIn or iHeartRadio. Like us on Facebook at I Love Old Time Radio. Follow us on Twitter at I Love OT Radio. Comments and questions can be directed to our website at iloveoldtimeradio.com or leave a voice message using the Anchor.fm app. If you'd like to help support this show, you can do so with a one-time donation or join our Patreon page at support.iloveoldtimeradio.com. Tomorrow we'll be playing a new episode of Our Miss Brooks and join us back next Monday for some more with The Shadow. For iloveoldtimeradio.com, this is Virtual Vinny signing off.